0: Hi, I'm Tom Goss, and welcome to Perfect Date, the podcast where we meet real people describing their perfect fantasy date. Each episode will feature an anonymous, but still real person. Instead of their names, we will assign each of them a hashtag nickname. If you think you can, and want to, make their perfect date a reality, leave a comment on social media and include their hashtag. We will share your notes with the guest, and if they think it's a good fit, they'll slide on into your DMs. Today, we are meeting a self-reflective, adventure-seeking pansexual from Austin. We're calling him Adventure Time. If you're interested in meeting Adventure Time and taking them out, use hashtag Adventure Time when commenting on our social media. Speaking of social media, you can find us at Perfect Date Podcast on Instagram and Facebook, Perfect Date Pod on Twitter, or by going to perfectdatepodcast.com. If you'd like to call the podcast, please call 302-TOM-GOSS let's get to it hey why don't i tell you about my perfect day and you can take me on that day hey hi thanks for coming on perfect date well thanks for inviting me to perfect date i'd like to start by asking you to describe yourself for me
1: i think that i am a dreamer a seeker someone who loves very passionately I have a very um, strong desire to be with the people that I love and be close to the people I love and be in connection with those people. I love finding ways to be a part of things that are bigger than I am, whether that's Mm -hmm. um, communities that I can be of service to or um projects that I can be a part of or be a service to. I have one of the highest sex drives of anybody I know. <laughs> <laughs> and um I've spent a lot of time and exerted a lot of, of effort and I'm very proud of how much work i have put into uh working on myself in therapy and just uh, improving myself throughout the years and, and trying to really connect with the part of me that i believe is the most authentic
0: do you feel like you are more authentic now than you've ever been
1: absolutely
0: great I actually thought your, your description wasn't going to go in a different direction. You were like, I have the highest sex drive of anybody I ever know. And I'm really proud of the amount of, and I was like, is it he like, I'm proud of the amount of sex that I've had in my life, but it went in a completely like, like totally 360 degree turn. Um, so I just thought that was funny generally.
1: Um, and it's also telling probably that, that the, uh, the sex thing came before that part.
0: <laughs> why, why do you say that?
1: Well, I mean, because I think it's a, you know, sex is a huge part of my life.
0: So it's part of the integration.
1: Yeah. I mean, and and that work that I, that I spend so much time really searching myself includes a, a, a large portion of my, uh, I don't know if the right word is sexuality, but uh, certainly my erotic self.
0: Okay. When that wasn't integrated, was that like a source of shame or something like that?
1: Um, I think that for me, there's always been elements of shame and guilt that have played in and out, um, back and forth in my journey with anything around sexuality, sex, um, intimacy, eroticism, just in the nature of how I, how, where and who by I was raised the deep South uh, in, in Northern Alabama, um, Northeast Alabama to be specific was not the best place to be growing up as a queer Brown kid in the eighties, seventies and eighties. Got it. Uh, certainly, you know, by the time I was old enough to understand what fire and brimstone was, I was terrified of them.
0: <laughs> that, I mean, that makes sense.
1: I don't think that I held on to a lot of the religious shame of, um, for very long, to be honest, but I think a lot of the early developmental um, shame that I received around my own curiosity as a child, asking questions, touching parts of bodies, you know, being curious as children are, um, got me in a lot of trouble, and I think it caused me a lot of a lot of harm.
0: So you're queer. You tell me that. That's great. And where, and so are you still in Northeast Alabama?
1: I am not. Um, years ago, uh, an aunt of mine who's no longer with us um, would spend, spend almost every time she would call me. She would spend about 10 minutes telling me when I, as soon as I could to get out of Alabama when I was a child, she would say, you know, one day you're going to get a chance to, to visit somewhere else. Should go.
0: You think she knew?
1: Oh, she definitely, she told me as much. Yeah, she yeah. absolutely, she knew for sure. She was one of the first people who really saved me from bullies. Fairly young, she was babysitting me once. And I was in the backyard and these boys were just like they had cornered me. And and I had climbed on top of my tree house that my dad had built in the backyard for me and was on top of it. you know. And if I would have went down, they were going to get me and they were trying to figure out where the, the, the trap door was so they could get in. So I was like screaming for my aunt. And she came out and scattered them all out.
0: Where did you end up landing?
1: I ended up landing in Austin,
0: Texas. You're queer, so you like men, I assume. Do you identify as gay or pansexual or what? I identify as
1: pansexual. Okay.
0: So what would a person listening to this, who might be attracted to you, what would they need to bring to the table for you to be attracted to them?
1: Um, okay. So physical attraction first, because that's the eyes are the first thing. That's usually going to work in the situation. I would say that the very first thing would be, they would need to bring a larger amount of body weight than I have. Okay. Typically I, I prefer someone who is at least my size, but typically much heavier.
0: You could just say you want a chubby person. It's okay.
1: Yeah, no, I, 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 it's cool. I'm, I don't, I don't mind that. But I just want to be clear that because some people will be like, oh, I'm chubby, and then I see them and I'm like, no, you're not chubby. <laughs> like, like you, you've got a, like an extra inch somewhere maybe, but that's it. So no, I, I mean, typically I like chubby to very fat.
0: Am I chubby enough for you?
1: You are, uh, what I would call, um, consolation prize, Chubby. Oh, (laughs)
0: you're,
1: you're at the end of the night. We've all been at the, we've all been at the bar, you know, and you, you just walked in because you were coming from your, your brother's birthday party and you're late to the bar. Everybody else is leaving. We immediately connect. You're super cute. I want to take you home. You're not as fat as I normally like, but you're just chubby enough.
0: Okay. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you so much. <laughs> so they need to be chubbier than you. Oh, what else?
1: For me, it's all about the eyes and the smile. Mm-hmm. If you have a good smile, I, you're going to win me over. If you can look me in the eyes when we're talking and you can make real true eye contact with me, it's it's almost Always a, uh, a sealed deal right there. Okay. You, you could be missing other boxes and, that you couldn't check, but if you can make really good eye contact and smile and be engaging in that, and just in that way in the face. That's, that's a huge hurdle for me. I would also say that I, I either like really um, cute, like preppy, sporty, um, kind of tight clothes, mm-hmm. um, or I like really frumpy. And like in this date that you know I'm gonna describe today is gonna be kind of like my picture perfect date for if we were going out somewhere, but if it was just any other regular date, I would probably just prefer that you be in like some gray sweatpants and a white t-shirt and we're just like hanging out on the couch. Okay. So I'm equally as as a physically attracted to both of those types of, uh, of, of outerwear as a human. Personality-wise, I don't typically like people that are Louder than me, and I'm pretty loud, you know, I think that I I would typically like more of someone that's, they don't have to be super outgoing, but I can't, I can't really, I can no longer do like super hardcore introverts that, that I have to kind of pull. That's a lot of work sometimes. It is, it is a lot of work. And and at my age, you know, I I feel like I don't have a lot of time. (laughs) The clock is ticking. And if I'm spending the majority of our time together, trying to get you to talk, then um, I'm not gonna have a good time.
0: Okay, so great. So we've got this this perfect person. They're chubbier than you. They have the most perfect smile and connective eyes. They are um, a little quieter than you, but not so quiet that you have to draw them out. Where are you? What are you doing? Tell me about this date.
1: What most people don't know about me is that I love being surprised. Great. So for my perfect date the, the the biggest component would be how big can the surprise be
0: are they gonna pick you up and say i'm taking you somewhere that's
1: that's the kind of okay. surprise i want i don't want like surprise i booked us for this and we're leaving on this day i would much rather it be like Good morning, good to see you. Or like, I show up to something that we're supposed to do or whatever, and it's like, yeah, this is going to be a good time. By the way, we're going to, blah, 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 you know, whatever it is, right? right?
0: This is the complicated part because you don't want them to tell you to block out the time, right? So let's specify this: Are you at your house? Or are you meeting them somewhere?
1: For perfect date, I would probably be. Probably be out at my
0: house. Okay. So they're picking you up your other house. You just so happen to have a schedule that is totally flexible. You are, you could be down for whatever, no matter how long it is. And you're, you're game for that. Cause you're like living in this moment. Cause you've only got 12 more hours to live. Apparently.
1: <laughs> I think that, um, schedule wise, what I would say is yes, I'm, I'm, I'm good with like, let's get up and move and go and, and let's make it happen today. Kind of thing. I'm so excited, but what I what, what I don't think would be exciting to me would be like, we're going to be gone for seven days or we're going to be gone for two weeks, you know? Okay. For me, especially if it's someone I don't know that well, a weekend getaway is just enough. If it's somebody right. that I know and love and have a pre-existing relationship with, um, that I mentioned that I'm open to polyamory? I think in that sense that, you know, I... I would consider longer uh, stays, especially if it's somebody else that, that I really, really love and care about, because then I want to not only have that perfect date with them, but I want us to also... I also then want to selfishly do things, you know, with them myself. You know, I want to turn it into something for myself. So that's that's kind of my thinking.
0: So, what do you want this to be? Do you want this to be an, a new person, uh, like a medium known person, or a person that you know well? What do you want this to be for your surprise?
1: Then you know, I would I would think for me it would be better if it was somebody that I I knew fairly well, but it doesn't have to be somebody that I am in love with or have a previous sexual history with or even have been out on any kind of date with or anything. But it would need to be somebody that I already had uh, some kind of uh, existing relationship with.
0: Okay. So it's like some guy, you see him at the bar, you see him when you go out and they are cute. They're, you guys are, You guys really have a good vibe together, but you've not been able to make the time yet to see if there's romance and you have this time now. They show up at your house, to surprise you in this way that you're totally available before for, I know you want it to be a surprise, but what do you want that surprise to be? Like what would be your ideal situation and where you would go?
1: I mean, I would just say I've got my passport and I've got, you know, I've, <laughs> I've got, I, I just applied for global entry. So uh, <laughs> I should have that pretty soon too. The, the top location that, that always comes to mind right now is London. Because I've right. never, I've never been to London. So in this case, you know, like a four to five day trip, I think would be ideal.
0: So I, I love this too because this, you've been chatting with this person at the bar, right? And they, and you have mentioned that I can't believe I've never been to London. It's the biggest regret of my life. Right. And this person shows up at your house and is like, "Bam, bam, you got twenty minutes to pack your bag. Correct. We're, grab your passport, and you are." you are on the way. That
1: sounds really exciting. exciting. You get in a plane. It's first like, class by the way. I'm not going without first
0: class. No, of course. I mean, that goes without saying, right? <laughs> this is the perfect date.
1: Yeah, it's first class. When we get there, you know, we either have a dedicated driver the whole time we're there or, you know, we're, we're definitely not taking, you know, like public transport unless it's unless we have to, which I'm fine with once we're in like downtown London, but I'm not taking one from like all the way from Heath Road or whatever. But but, um, you know, really nice hotel or a really, really cool Airbnb. I would be able to do
0: that and what are you doing like you've longed all this time to go to london what is it that you wanted like, to what are you doing in london
1: a straight up like i would want to do like a marathon of big ben and um the eye and you know all any any of its major touristy stuff i'd want to do as many of those things as i could in the first few days okay tower of london boom you know the the royal palace boom. Buckingham. Here we are you know get get hit by one of the 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 beef eaters you know like, great boom you know whatever it is let's knock that out like the first day two days and then maybe maybe we get there and that's like on wednesday and thursday and then friday and saturday it's like you know dance dancing you know concert i'd love to see a concert at royal albert hall oh my uh-huh. god getting royal albert hall like somebody really really good or or the O2 arena like any of these great venues you know that yeah. are over there i'd have to see some kind of concert you know um bonus if it's someone that that's that's just like really hard to get tickets and we have like great seats
0: so i'm curious so you're so you're running around the city and this sounds like an awesome awesome trip um but what is the connection to your date like what is happening in that regard like this is a person that You're into, like, is there, how is the romance unfolding? What is that looking like? Um,
1: In my opinion, if that connection that I was talking about earlier with the the eyes and really being intimate in that way, if if that's working, then my next thing is to see, like, just how much that person can really keep up with me so you know, okay well what does that mean so you know the the kind of marathoning around is is one one way of that like that's i've always been the type of person that just wants to go 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 when i go to a theme park for instance i'm going to try to just I, I go from the day for the time they open the gate until they're done you know yeah um and i just i go 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 and i have so much fun so i would want to see how that person paces with me, you know, and, and, and what that's like. And then along the way, when we're taking breaks for snacks and coffee or, you know, grabbing dinner or whatever, then I would want to take those moments in the first day or two to really start to ask, I would imagine serious questions about like where you're from, who, you know, what was your childhood like growing up? What was the first, you know, uh, record that you owned, Who was the first person you fell in love with? Why did it end? You know, uh, those kinds of questions.
0: You're not only using it as a, a test to see if they can keep up with you, but it's a, it's also an opportunity to uh, wear them down so much that all their walls are gone. And by the time <laughs> My, because you've also got this you've also got this chubby person right? And I haven't, you've rarely casually even mentioned eating right? So you're like running around so much and everybody's so famished and hungry and like their walls their are dropping. By, by the time you get to the meal they will do what, they will tell you whatever, you know, is that is that the situation in which you're creating? Uh,
1: I don't know, I didn't really think of it that way Tom, now that, <laughs> now that you put it that way, that sounds like most of my life uh, with most of my relationships <laughs> no i'm just kidding it uh it, it i do think that what comes after those the the, the kind of marathon sightseeing for me like i said what, once we start talking about music right we start talking mm-hmm. about seeing concerts together or something like that that's when i'm gonna really want to especially if it's something that we're seated for then you know i'm going to want to have my arm around them i'm going to want you know want to put my head on their shoulder maybe or let them rest their head on my shoulder you know i really enjoy uh the tactile you know uh real physical intimacy in public you know like um hugging holding hands kissing again something that i feel like i was robbed of for the majority of my life because i was uh terrified of of what it might I mean, if I were to act on something like that with, at the time, the majority of the people that I was, you know, truly interested in, in that way, were men. Yeah. And so growing up, it just like any of those impulses that I would have come up, I would have to be like, oh, you am know, not here in the grocery store. <laughs>
0: yeah. It sounds really fun. And I think just, just knowing you, it's like, you're a very exuberant character. And the, what you're describing, at least from my perspective, is, is the opportunity to, to share in the exuberance, right? And, and that, is, is, that is your intimacy. That is your revelation of yourself is to say, like, this is who I am. Who I am is not sitting here talking. Who I am is partaking of the world as big as I possibly can. And are you somebody who will drink that world up with me?
1: I love that. That's a really, really good way of putting it. And I think what makes this extra true for me right now is like most of us, I've spent in the last two and a half years um, indoors um, yeah. and uh, getting very used to being indoors and and being very comfortable at home. And I don't think there's anything wrong with being a homebody at all. Um, but I do. In fact, I've really come to love being at home and love saying no to going out to other things but i know that my spirit is longing for this type of this is what I'm meant to be doing.
0: One thing that seemed interesting to me is like when I asked you to describe yourself, you described yourself as one of the most sexual people that you know or the most sexual person that you know, And yet, I haven't heard you guys are having any sex on this week long vacation, you know. I mean, are you so exhausted that you just fall asleep at the end of the night?
1: No, that's not it at all. i honestly unless unless they're like on the level of what I would say my like top five like crushes, mm-hmm. then I'm probably going to be more interested in getting to know them and seeing how they interact with me and other people. I'm really going to be wanting to see how they treat servers and uh, the flight attendants and stuff and like making sure they're not a terrible person mm-hmm. uh, before I'm ever going to think about, you know, swapping spit with them or something else. Really? Yeah. I mean, In this instance, on this trip.
0: I mean, they're obviously going to be fucking hot. And they're obviously going to be nice to everybody, right? This is a perfect date, right? So
1: So in a perfect date, then, yeah, I think spending those first two days really getting to know them and taking them in and watching how they take me in... By the time that we are fucking, then it's like, wow, you know, it it reminds me a lot of the one of the first times my first boyfriend and I ever had sex, you know, the majority of that two hours was probably an hour and 45 minutes of just laying in the bed next to each other, talking, uh, occasionally kissing a little bit, and then feeling like, His toe bump against my toe, and then, like, Mm. his foot, you know, kind of get a little bit more closer to my foot until then there was a hand and it, you know, started at my knee. And, you know, that to me, finding ways to put that into the real world with a perfect date is way more valuable to me than just being like, yo, take off your clothes, let's fuck.
0: So, obviously, you're going on this week long crazy fun romantic energetic vacation and we're not going to be able to go through every detail of that in the time allotted. I'm curious like this is perfect, right? Everything was perfect about this date. How does it end? Does this person live in Austin?
1: I'm I'm definitely a believer in that that old adage, you know, absence makes the heart grow fonder. I I definitely feel like that I am okay with, you know, kind of coming back and resetting and then, you know, kind of taking some time to really take it all in and see how that, how how I feel
0: in the ideal situation. Are you wanting this to be an ongoing thing or are you wanting this to be an adventure that you had?
1: Hmm. I feel like that, that what I want for the rest of my life are a series of adventures. So I think this, this being an adventure I have is, is just enough.
0: I love that. So you, so there's no, there's, there's absolutely zero expectation that this ever happens again. There might even be zero expectation that you ever see this person again. But if this person called you up two years down the road and said, "Hey, do you want to go to Santorini?" Let's go. Fuck
1: (laughs) Santorini. if they said you
0: want to go to barcelona i'd start
1: singing barcelona by rufus wainwright
0: yeah exactly so when you're thinking about your perfect date or a perfect person in this in in the way that you're the authentic the authenticity of your life exists at the moment are you looking for somebody to share adventures with just sparingly
1: I think that sounds really lovely. Okay. You know, it's like my best friend, David, from high school. You know, like, we we never get to see each other. But when we do, it's always an adventure. It's always just like it's the next page from where we left off. Mm-hmm. We just turned it, and boom, here we are. In fact, I would say, if David were a person of size, he would be someone that uh, physically then I would have probably had, we would have probably had a deeper relationship had that been the case because we're that close. But I absolutely would love that type of relationship with someone who, you know, would just pop up and be like, yo, here we go.
0: Great, well, that's it. That's your perfect date then. That's it. I think that's a a hard one, but I think it's a totally attainable one, 100%. I'm I'm
1: personally gonna believe, gonna uh, manifest this, than the reality,
0: so. Well, thank you so much for sharing that with me.
1: You bet. Thanks for having me.
0: Don't forget, this is a real person with real fantasies. If you're interested in meeting Adventure Time in person, use hashtag Adventure Time when commenting on our social media. If you're interested in telling us your perfect date fantasy, feel free to get in touch at Perfect Date Podcast on Instagram or Facebook, Perfect Date Pod on Twitter, PerfectDatePodcast.com, or by calling 302 Tom Goss. I'm Tom Goss, and I can be found at Tom Goss Music on all social media platforms. Have a great day, and thanks for listening. Hey, why don't I tell you about my perfect day? And you can take me on that day.